This is the New How Podcast. Learning how to build businesses and real estate in a new age of technology. Today on the New How Podcast, we have Adam Pritzker and Rachel Pritzker from PLG, or better known as the Pritzker Law Group. How thank are you doing? You, thank you for having us. Hey guys, thanks for having us. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah. So for the audience listening, tell us what PLG is. And just to preference everyone, the first time I met Adam and Rachel, my favorite thing they told me was like, we're not married, we're brother and sister. <laughs> that was like my, I will always remember that as long as I know these two. Yeah. But that was the first thing they said well, to it's, me. It's why we start, we always start off, we say the full name set, we say this is Adam Pritzker and Rachel Pritzker, no relation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rachel, Rachel likes to preface that. Um, well, I, I used to get emails where they were like, so happy that you, about you and your husband's new law firm. I'm like, damn. Like whatever sells business. With my husband. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Um, yeah. So, uh, no, we are uh, twin attorneys. We've taken interesting paths, very different paths, but now we've ended up here about a uh, year and a half in uh, with PLG. We're... We're building a full service real estate law firm. So we want developers to come in um, when they're first looking at a project before they put a single dollar in. And we want to help them out to uh, when they, they eventually leave with that approved zoning package. Yeah. So we'll do anything all the way from like due diligence to dealing with leases or contracts, agreement of sales all the way through if they need you know zoning variances. If they don't, we help deal with all the permitting and licensing. Um, and dealing with government and government agencies mm -hmm. and all the way through till litigation so, if it comes to it. So the, so that's awesome. And it sounds like, obviously, I know there's other lawyers that do that similar sure. stuff. Talk, talk to me a little bit about your past and what makes you yeah. unique compared to sure. other yeah, firms absolutely. in the city. So um, it's, it's a great question. So our, our, our specialty, our niche, we... We've, we've really built relationships and we've been very relationship driven. Um, and then we take a more of a business approach. So it, it'll make more sense when we talk about our background. So I, um, I started out in the superior court and then uh, clerking at, uh, in the court of common pleas, um, learning the civil, uh, civil procedure and things like that. I then transitioned into um, working as counsel at the zoning board. So that was my first taste of real estate. At that same time, I was starting to get pulled into the venture space. Mm -hmm. So I joined a venture-backed startup, uh, backed by 76 Capital, uh, with its operator. We did that for about, um, I did that for about two years, uh, still going well, a company called Thrive Commerce. Um, what I was looking for was to not just do the legal stuff, but to get into um, learning business development. So I'm sitting in law school and I'm looking at all these really smart people and I'm like, wait, but all these people are supposed to fight for what's the ultimate goal? It'd be a partner, right? At mm -hmm. these firms. So one thing nobody teaches you, mm -hmm. <laughs> how to bring money. So all of a sudden, like you're just gonna work behind somebody and then you're just expected to become this like awesome partner. Rolling sounds, sounds in, rain making. Sounds, sounds so I was like, I need to get my feet wet in this. And luckily, I had a dad who was a, an amazing uh, salesperson. Ended up growing a three hundred person consulting group. Wow. Um, and so he, so he said, he's like, you know, there's no business without bringing revenue. So I went and did that. I then joined a uh, litigation consulting group after that, um, where I was doing uh, legal counsel, but also I was running, uh, again, running their business development. Um, from there, uh, I'll, I'll kind of let Rachel segue into her path and then we can kind of talk about how we joined together. 
So I took the more traditional path. I've always wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I know Adam wanted to go into law because he wanted to figure out how to utilize law to help with business. Mm. For me, I always wanted to be a lawyer. So I went to law school with that purpose in mind, wanting to be a divorce attorney. I ended up working for the same um, judge that Adam did at the Superior Court before he worked there. I, I clerked there. And then I actually worked at a mid-sized law firm in Philadelphia in Center City called Zarwin Baum. And they did not have a family law department. Mm. And I didn't have a skill set enough to be like, let me go build this out for you because I was just fresh out of law school. <laughs> so I worked for uh, an attorney there named Darwin Beauvais who uh, ran their zoning and land use practice. And mm. Darwin is one of the most unique individuals I think I've ever met. He um, was never in the office. And I was like, what <laughs> lawyer never is in the office? Like, I want to be... And he was always like at city council. He was always like at fundraisers. He was, and I was like, I want to be that guy or be involved with what he's doing. And then I would walk in his office and there'd be like plans everywhere. Mm. And there'd be giant, you know, renderings and floor plans and all these things. And- um, Was that your first like exposure to stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, you don't like- stumble uh, upon that. Cause when I, when you started a law firm, you work for any partner that gives you work. So, mm. and I clerked there, um, during the summer. So they just, we sat in this back room called the library, which is like more or less like a nice closet. Um, you know what I'm thinking like about? Eight other people. Yeah, we, we have Talk about what's your office look like now? Is it, <laughs> oh, oh, it's a bigger closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But we've upgraded to, to more of a, oh, we have a window closet, now. So. We have a window now. Yeah. So his and hers now on either yeah, side. Yeah. That's good, so. yeah. No, we still sit back to back and we can't yeah. both get up at the same time, but, uh, we make it work. So I, I, Darwin came in the library and he was like, I need someone to do this lease. And I had been doing like med mal doc review. Like, and I was like, I, you know, I'm a go getter. So I'm like, let me do the best job I can do. I care about the work product. I care about when you get to put someone else's name on it, you want to make sure it's great. Um, and it's competitive, it, it, like working at law firms and stuff because there's a lot of other people and they only hire like a handful of people after the summers and everything. So Darwin comes in and he didn't sound like anyone else in the firm, didn't look like anyone else in the firm, was like, you know, uh, could someone do this lease for me? And the one law clerk he handed to you, she was like, I don't want to do it. And I was like, I'll do it. Like, I'm, I don't want to review Jeez. this medical malpractice nice. stuff. Let me do this. So I did it and did a good job. And then he started taking me, I would go to like Brandywine, mm -hmm. Realty Trust and go to like, we would work on the plans for Evo or Sierra or like That's a church pro like, That's and cool. then, and that was just like so exciting to me. Um, and then I got an opportunity that actually got passed to Adam first because he worked with uh, the attorney at the zoning board and Alan Dom was looking for, had just won the primary mm -hmm. for city council. This is back in like 2016 or 2015. And he, um, they were like, we need, Alan Dom wants a lawyer in his office to be his legislative counsel. And they passed it to Adam and Adam, I was like, you, you got to talk to Darwin about this because Darwin had been majority, um, had worked for Jeannie Blackwell mm -hmm. when she was majority leader being mm -hmm. uh, her legislative counsel. So passed to Adam, I was like, you got to talk to Darwin. He talked to Darwin. I sat in on the meeting, obviously, because we don't do anything separate. Um, it's like, I got to <laughs> listen to all these things. That's true. And it just didn't, based on what Adam had thought he wanted to do, mm -hmm. it just wasn't, didn't line with it. I was deep in it. the venture game. Deep, yeah. I couldn't yeah. You were thriving. I, and I, thriving. Could not, I could yeah. not get out. So I said, <laughs> if you don't do it, well, Darwin said to me, if Adam doesn't do it, you should do it. Like, it's it's a really Backdoor good opportunity. Tops. If you, if you want to do <laughs> zoning and land use, if you want to you know, be around government. Like you got to be around government. And you're going to learn from AD himself. And it's Alan yeah. Dom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, it's not, you know, I, I, 
I think a, a lot of the council members are super interesting and mm -hmm. have, you know, done a lot of really interesting things, but Alan Dom has a name of his own with real estate specifically. And that's right. already what I was interested in. So mm -hmm. I thought like, if I get to even breathe near the guy, yeah. like that'll be exciting. So lucky enough, I had the interview and they were like, we'll get back to you in a couple <laughs> weeks. And Alan actually called me personally, like two hours later, um, and offered me the job. But then of course, um, I had to negotiate my salary. I was like, I need more because yeah. you, you go into government, you don't make it rain. Well, like, and you, Alan's you know. an, an incredible negotiator. Oh yeah. So. Well, Alan has all the leverage. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and you know, you needed, you wanted a job, you needed it. And yeah. You yeah. And I worked there for two years and I really enjoyed it and I learned mm -hmm. a lot. And then I said to Adam, like, I can't do this anymore. Like I need to be doing something on my own. I was like, you know, if mm -hmm. we, if we can make something happen, would you quit your job? Cause he wasn't like loving his job yeah. either. Yeah. I was like, in. <laughs> I hate saying this because it, but uh, I was like in an office, office space, space situation. Yeah. Oh, um, the less I did, the more promotions I was getting. So I was like, <laughs> so it's going to be real hard to leave. I was already the national sales executive for them in one of their divisions, and their other company was bringing me in to do the whole thing. And I'm like, oh my god. So uh, I said to Rachel, like, well, first I said to Rachel, yeah, we need to do something, but I don't think you can make a job out of zoning. I was like, I don't think you can just do that. Who just does that? Yeah, who does that? Yeah, yeah him, my dad sat me down. I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but like, I do have this one skill set that I think I can like develop. And yeah. they were both like, yeah, no, there's there, neither of them being ever in real estate or zoning or any like anything like that. We're like, yeah, no, this, there's no job here. So. <laughs> there's, there's no job here. I was like, okay. So I ran, so I quit my job. Like, like me, I ran a ton of numbers. Yeah. And I was like, all right, it will work. But I wasn't ready to jump. <laughs> so I was like, I'll commit, I'll commit all my capital mm -hmm. and 15 hours a week. I'll do all your books. I'll do all the marketing outreach sales mm -hmm. stuff in the beginning. Um, started, it's, I saw it, I started starting to work a little bit and then I was like really ready to jump. Um, and then when we jumped, we, we kind of exploded right away, which mm -hmm. was, um, kind of the first hurdle. And then, and then, you know, and that was just because what, again, what was like your first case. Yeah, oh, no, oh so, my God, wait, this, that's actually a really good case. Okay, so I, I will tell you this, like, I just want to help people. So sometimes I forget that, like, you have to make money. And, like, <laughs> I just want to help people because I love this. So I was in an Uber one night going to a friend's and I, like, talked to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion, everyone has value. So I'm always just, like, wanting to know about people. And Alan Dom is like that. So mm -hmm. Alan, anywhere we were ever at, like, in the line for ice cream, he'd be like, so where do you live? Like, what's the square footage of your apartment? Like, da da da. Like, <laughs> he always is just so interested in, like, really genuinely yeah. getting to know people. So I I was like, I'm going to start like being a little bit more out like that. Yep. Mm. And so I met this guy in the Uber who dropped me off. It's like two in the morning. So it was like, I really probably shouldn't have been talking, but I was like, um, he was like telling me what he does. And he was just opening a business in like West Philly. He's like, um, actually he's like, what do you do? I was like, I'm a zoning and land use attorney. Like I have, you know, started my own practice. He's like, I actually have a case like in three days, uh, on Wednesday, this was like on a Saturday and he needed it on Wednesday. And he was like, but I don't have a lawyer and I'm an LLC. And Adam actually helped implement that law where if you're a LLC or you're a nonprofit, you have to be represented by an attorney. So, and he didn't have one. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I like ran down the fact set. And then he was like, so like, what's it gonna cost? And I was like, Damn. gotta get back to you. Like have, I had no idea how to price anything. And uh, you guys know that struggle yeah, when yeah. you're first starting. It was like, so Rachel came and like, well, how many hours do you think it's gonna take? Well, Rachel doesn't, 
I love Rachel. She is amazing <laughs> at a lot of things. Math is not one of her strong suits. So, I mean, it to this day, we are still... a lot of hours. You know, yeah. I don't know. So, 150 cases in, we're still talking about what's a typical zoning <laughs> case. <laughs> 25 hours. <laughs> um, so, anyways, let's just say we took a serious loss, but it, yeah. financially, but we a lot We still haven't gotten learning. paid on some of it, too. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah. You always got to take the first job, though. Yeah. But it was, like, the it. best experience, and, like, we won, and it gave me, like, some sea legs with it oh, yeah. and yeah, I was like yeah. all right like we might be able to do this yeah like yeah. you know and maybe I should just be an Uber more like that's <laughs> a good you know people don't really pick up business that way so, so you started with a guy in an Uber so tell, yeah. what's like yeah. some of the like I mean obviously yeah. you don't have to say addresses and things but like like can I hire you for like a hundred unit building like where, where's yeah. kind of so your we do anything now? from like a single family or like an addition um, or like a lot line consolidation or a subdivision all the way to our biggest project right now is that we're doing with uh, Design Blends is about three. Oh, thanks for the plug. Yeah, thanks for we're the plug. doing uh, three, almost 300 units, commercial yeah. mixed-use And project. we handle um, kind of on the other non-zoning stuff, you know, we're handling uh, helping people with violations, mm -hmm. condo boards. Um, city from ordinances. A, from, from, a, from 100 units to the biggest buildings in the city right yeah. now. So uh, Yeah, I feel we just got a big shopping center too that we're doing. Mm -hmm. They don't need zoning work, but because we understand the process and how to move through city council, you need ordinances and CDR, yeah. civic do, design review. We will help with that. Do, do you think that's an advantage you guys have being, you know, the age you're at, like having the city council experience? Like, you know, it just seems like to me when I, when I first met you both and you're like, oh, I worked for AD and you came like from government. And I was like, Wait, that doesn't usually happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, most people don't get both sides of it. So like right. for us, I think what's helpful is like we do like imagine being like a doc. I mean, it's like, I guess it's like being a doctor and being a patient, like you mm -hmm. kind of get the same. So we have the government experience and we were like, we both worked in government. Like mm -hmm. we didn't work adjacent. To, like we both worked in government. And so like our understanding. Like you had a .gov email. Oh yeah. Fill a .gov, <laughs> man. Uh, I think it was like R. Pritzker at Philadelphia or something like that. It was and a yeah, spam now. Where's that good for? Yeah, they, they, <laughs> cut, they cut me off real quick. Uh, but like I developed really genuine relationships with the people there. So when we get issues, I think that I'm really empathetic to mm -hmm. understand the other side and try to get people to see what I see with it or, and, and move um, in a way that I think yeah. is, you know, makes it more palatable or easier. If you've never experienced something you wouldn't know to even look there. So um, yeah, I think you, that you want to talk about it like an advantage. What is, what is zoning? What is real estate? But just a, a bunch of small communities of political entities mm -hmm. that you need to somehow navigate and have, uh, and have them come and understand the vision and hopefully get on board with the vision that you're trying to so sell for your client. So would you right. say that your niche is like, having more empathy for the process than anybody else. It's, it's understanding it like intimately. And it's also unknowing the people, right? So like yeah. everything you deal with is people. Like until we get, you know, however long down the line and we're all just dealing with robots is you're dealing with people. So you have to understand where they come from, you know, um, what you can ask and what you can't ask, what decision-making power they have. A lot of people walk, you don't walk, like I always say, but you don't walk into a big corporation and go right to the president. I mean, there's mm -hmm. other people you have to deal with. There's, you know, so you have to, and you have to understand who can make certain decisions who can't and how the offices work. And then even with the communities, I mm -hmm. mean, there's advocates in these communities that have been there for a long time and have a say and feel a certain way. So it's, it's really understanding that to like a super, super micro yeah. level. And then being able to like explain that to people in a way that, you know, helps move the ball forward. Yeah. What, so touch a little bit about this, cause this is something that I've seen 
before, but I think successfully, you guys are killing it. Talk about the brother sister business oh relationship. How much time uh, do you have? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like, you so, know, like, like the challenges, but also like the rewarding. Yeah, piece of, of it, course, you know, like, of course. So I'll just start with the. What's the, the best thing. part about it, Adam? <laughs> oh, here we go. Hmm. <laughs> I know that I know we have the same vision, mm-hmm. right? And I also know that she can't she can't jump off and she won't jump off the, the bandwagon, right? So we uh even when I, he storms out of the office. Yeah, okay. I'm out of here. So <laughs> that absolutely happens once a week. At I least. put I put my papers in. Not officially, <laughs> but um, when we first started he quit once a week. Like once a week he was I'm like no I'm, longer doing your books. Good I'm luck. out of here. <laughs> Listen, I know I don't ever have to question her authenticity mm-hmm. that's easy that's right big. that's yeah. huge mm-hmm. um i know when i step into a meeting that she's gonna she's gonna do the best she's gonna do with our face on it right and understand that too the hardest parts i mean listen candidly rachel and i are in couples therapy i'm not even in that with my wife <laughs> okay <laughs> so there are clearly things you know i'll be like you've been doing this shit since i was 14. i don't think you can curse on here I don't know. Can you, can you curse? Can you not curse? Yeah, of course. We're on the oh, okay. ever fuck, 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 whatever you want. Oh. Okay. <laughs> We've been good thus far. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I talk much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So listen, like it's, it's every day is a challenge. We have to sometimes, you know, as we're starting to get, have more employees, mm-hmm. um, more consultants around the office, we're, we're starting to have to become a little more professional with our mannerisms. Not that we want to lose that because like, I'm sure you guys know, you want it to grow like, yeah. like a natural family. Yeah, um, of course. Well, and like we're twins, so we're like yin to the yang. But you like share the same brain, kind of? Well, we shared a womb. Uh, (laughs) And at this point, I've heard her pitch enough times I can share it with her, and sometimes I jump in too early, but... um, Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're siblings, but we're twins. She gave me... She did give me a gift, though. Like, she really... I did, you know, I did zoning. I was around real estate, but she really got... she, She got me to really bite in, and now it's like, I can't think of anything else. Like, what other thing do you get to do that's so tangible right. that you get to really see and make mm-hmm. a difference? And especially in this town, it's so mm-hmm. fungible. Like, yeah. you, we can have such an impact on yeah. this city. Um, and, and she also, you know, she brought me into a lot of things. We started working with the city on workforce housing. Yep. Um, you know, we got, we found passion. Like I will always, you know, feel really grateful that like, you know, our passion is to, to help put some workforce housing and some affordable housing in this city, uh, either through our efforts with law or, or building ourselves, which is our goal. Um, and Rachel, Rachel opened me up to that. And it was just the people she knew and the people she met. And she doesn't play in this space. She lives in this space. Mm-hmm. Yep. I say my favorite thing is like, Adam works like I work. Mm-hmm. So like we, you know, when you hire employees or you bring people on, like you just want them to love that, like what you're doing yeah. as much as like you love it. And Adam, like I'll call him like, you know, one o'clock in the morning or like, and I'm like, did you see that one email? Like, especially like it's, <laughs> even though we're like almost two years in, like we get yeah. so excited about new cases, even uh-huh. like small cases. I get really like, I'm in the weeds with it. Adam, mm-hmm. sometimes like reel it out. Like you don't need to yeah. worry about that fence. It's not an issue here. And I'm like, but it's pretty. Like I get excited <laughs> about stuff and he cares a lot about like the way we work and mm-hmm. like the things I care about and making sure that like we're in meetings and like I'm respect, even just like being a female that I have like a male counterpart. So I'm respected. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, sometimes we'll have a client meeting and the client, you know, will look directly at Adam and he was like, no, actually Rachel's the expert here. Or like, yeah. he, you know, and he lets me like be that. And, uh, it's actually very fun working with your brother every day. He's my brother. He's like my best friend. It's, I get to work every day with my brother. I'll die one day and be like, we spent every possible second we could mm-hmm. and we didn't miss out on any, we built it together. Yep. Like we built something from thin air together. Like that's, that's crazy mm-hmm. to me. So yeah. that I'm very grateful for. 
That's awesome. Which is funny because the way we started uh, life is I came out of the womb entirely black and blue. The doctor had told my mom. I was like, we're ready to she, go. She had been kicking me for nine straight months. <laughs> I was like, we're out of here, man. Let's get out of here. We have things to do. You're in the way. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Two, we, were, we, were, we were womb mates, man. Nice. Yeah. It's my first womb mate. That's awesome. Yeah. So maybe touch a little bit on, um, you know, Obviously, the process in the city is, is one thing, but like what's some stuff like if you had the gavel in your hands, like what, what would you change to make the city a little easier or better for development as a whole? The wow. taxes? What, yeah. Well, first of all, the complexity of the taxes, I think, mm-hmm. is like uh, crazy. I, I think. And I, listen, some of this stuff is like it's easier said from the outside because of all the red tape. Um, I certainly I was actually talking with Alan yesterday and something I've always said, which is. I think that we should have, um, we should make boards and committees where we bring private sector people and people who really mm-hmm. know and are dealing on high scale. We should have them negotiate with, for the city. Should have them look at our, you know, like think about the people that we have running $17 billion worth of stuff. You know, is that, are those necessarily the best people, right? Like maybe, like and, and think about how many people real love, like, I don't know if there's many other towns, like we're a small, we're a small big town. Like people really invest in our town. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like I don't think any of our major players would say no to, hey, would you sit on the committee to negotiate contracts? Of course you, not. I right? think, the I think Comcast it makes so much more world. sense. Yeah. Yeah, well so, we get thrown up, like the city gets thrown up with like the Comcast of the world and like, the Blue Cross Blue Shield and like Liberty Property Trust and Brady, who have like these super high powered, yeah. like really sophisticated brilliant lawyers and then we try and go up against them and I'm not saying that the city doesn't have brilliant lawyers because there are a lot mm-hmm. of amazing of lawyers in the law department and in tech staff and council president's office but it's just the amount of money that get, they get paid the amount of like how much work they have to do for the limited amount of time that they have it's mm-hmm. just we can't compete it's like putting in like a, a pro football team up against like you know an amateur team that's got a couple of rock stars but like you might be able to win a game or two but yeah. like you're not going to be able to win an entire mm-hmm. you know series so i think that's what are what are your thoughts on the rco process yeah that was what i was actually going to touch on next so so well the first thing i'll say is that we the very first thing i did was instead and this was rachel's suggestion but i took all my business development skills instead of reaching out to clients which was like what i really wanted to do she was like reach out to every single rco let's just have a meeting and let's not ask for anything let's just ask what they like to look for um, we, we met with most of them, yeah. not everybody will meet, um, <laughs> but, uh, we met with most of them. And what I found was, first of all, I was like, holy cow, every neighborhood is different. Yep. Um, but it also led me to think, and, and every neighborhood has like four or five RCOs. So one of my things, um, I like the idea that there's, that there are people that can see, right? Like a council, let's use uh, the fifth district. That's mm-hmm. a lot of space to track, right? So it makes sense to have RCOs, like it makes sense to have people who are on the ground and really understand. Now, do we need as many RCOs as we have? I don't know about that. I think it gets convoluted. Who's, it's the power plays going on, yeah. you know, a lot of that. I, I think my biggest struggle that I, I've seen the RCOs, and you know, I'm not, I don't get to present the projects or I get to, you know, be part of much of the process, but when I get to go to them, it just seems like there's no structured process to each totally. other. It depends. It's, it depends. Just, it's almost like wild, wild west. But I've seen some that are like pretty well organized. They do like some will do oh, a preliminary meeting and then I think what the problem. But there's no con- con- continuity no, across them. So yeah. it's kind of a craft shoot. It's yeah. kind of like you're like, oh shit, don't roll seven. Don't, fuck seven out. It's yeah. like, you know. Yeah. I think that's an, I mean, Rachel, maybe we speak. I think there's an, I think there's an education by the city of what they were really asking for. Mm-hmm. Because like when we're there for zoning, 
We're there for zoning. What did we get refused on? What do we talk about 99% of the time? Other things. Not zoning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the RCO question is something that like a lot of people play with and they've been trying to figure out the best way to do it. I think with anything in the city, like regulating anything is difficult. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about, we legislate every Thursday, new laws get introduced and new laws get voted on. But a lot of times we don't think like, okay, we're going to introduce a new law that's going to have L and I do this thing. Well, like, do we have enough personnel to carry that out? Do we have enough money to carry that out? Do we have enough technology? Like we just, you know, um, we just legislate and we want to fix problems. Mm -hmm. I generally think council members want to fix problems because they listen to problems all day long, but it's trying to solve them in a way that isn't like, let's rush into it. Let's like maybe study or look at other cities and how to, and there's no perfect process. So I think with the RCOs, I think it's important that people in communities get a say in what goes on. I give the example that we grew up in a neighborhood in the suburbs um, 96 homes. There was two vacant lots in the whole neighborhood that the developer who built the neighborhood had said, like, I guess he had thought his kids would want to live there eventually or something left these two lots open. They were vacant for, I mean, we lived there for 20 years. They were vacant the whole time, right? As my mom was about to sell her house, um, to move to a different township, they started building these two homes and the times had changed since my mom had gotten the house and they built these way bigger homes with way different materials, bigger garages, like, you know, a lot, uh, just way more expensive than the rest of the homes. And the neighborhood was like upset about it because everyone's trying to sell their house. And then you're having these two giant, like amazing, like homes there that's going to up everyone's, you know, property values. And also it's going to make it more difficult, you know, for them to sell at that rate. So I always think about that. We go into neighborhoods and think about, and that's in a neighborhood with, you know, like my mom had a quarter of an acre in Philly, you you get, you know, you get like 962 square feet. So I think it's important that people get a say. I just think that sometimes there can maybe be a way to regulate it, but you really are going to have to have people who are super invested in figuring out what process works, what doesn't spend time on it and then put some money behind it. So if you want RCOs to be educated on, you know, this, that, and the third, someone's going to have to go in and say like, here's really what a refusal means. All you see, if you get the refusal, is just a code section. I mean, I know how to read it. You know how to read it. Adam can read it. Some RCOs absolutely can read it. They have architects on the board and and on their panels, but there's other groups in different areas who don't. So it's not an even playing field either with the RCOs. Like they don't all have the same resources. They don't all have, you know, the same people that sit on their board. So it's easy to pick at it. But I think the solution is I don't have a solution and we, but we do, it should be looked at. I, I, I agree with you though. I think methodology, clear methodology. And I think less is more. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Like a, like a process for how these meetings yeah. are structured. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Less is more, but then you yeah. sometimes give a couple people the whole voice and yeah. that's not fair either because no. you, you don't often get the voice of the whole community. If you're only talking to a few a few really active people. Yeah, I mean, I, I see where it's like literally some of these RCOs, it's like two people trying to destroy the neighborhood yeah. or trying to yeah. improve the neighborhood. Right. But in more than one case, it's like, oh, we don't want this. Like not even thinking of the grand. Like, yeah. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you want more families moving in? Right. Is it yeah. just because you're worried about? Plus, I think people just don't get enough information. Like in other cities, like New York, for instance, they have this website where like you can see all these upcoming projects mm-hmm. and it's not like secretive. Like we're a lot more secretive in Philadelphia where yeah. like you don't want anyone to know because you don't want people to mess up the process. But I think it's because people don't feel like they're getting information. Yeah, early totally enough. Right. They don't, you know, they can't ask questions I mean, and they might not. I've had, I've had the same, I've had the same question before or posed two different ways I've had. If we let this new development and my taxes are going to go up versus 
we have this new development coming in. My taxes or my house value is going to go way down. So it's like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, this is just an educational thing. Yeah, so. I agree. And to have responsible development. I do think some people propose stuff that doesn't make sense for the areas or mm-hmm. is just based on finance. We don't, I had a conversation with the developer the other day. We do not do urban planning in this city. We do spot development. Yep. And it's based on financials and it's based on investors and banks. It's not based on like really looking at a holistic view of like what this area may need and also what this is going to look like 10 years down the road or what else spurs, mm-hmm. you know, from this. So we, if we had a little bit better vision for what we want in our city in some of these pockets and didn't just do like, oh, we're going to remap this whole area because we want to incentivize this, but actually look at like what's really needed. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are areas of our city that literally have no amenities, like, you know, that are all food residential. Deserts. Yeah, food yeah. deserts. But you, and you can't undo those easily. So right. I think in some of these like redeveloped areas that we're seeing, you know, in North Philly or in like, you know, West Philly and even parts of South Philly still, there needs to be a little bit more consciousness about what you're putting there to make sure that there's some sort of a balance with what you're doing. And it's not just like, let me make sure that the balance sheet works or let me make sure, you know what I mean? And that's, I think that's hard when the way we deal with investors and, you know, interest rates and there's a lot of other interplay that people don't, especially community groups, like they don't have to worry about those things. They don't, they're not interested in hearing about those things sometimes either. So, but it all goes into it. Can you, um, can you guys touch on any like tech stuff you're working with? Like, you know, obviously business has changed, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you used to have to have a person do everything, Mm -hmm. but like you mentioned, Rachel, like until one day we're talking to robots, Mm -hmm. like, you know, what, what, uh, are you guys using like any tech? Like, how do you keep track of your yeah. cases? Like, what what stuff like could you yeah, give yeah, someone yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, yeah. million dollar question? Well, <laughs> it's so million dollars yeah. worth it, of value. No, it's yeah, funny. It we uh, we're mapping our processes again. Mm-hmm. So it was simple. It's now not. Well, it was um, just two of us, right? So it's like either I'm doing it or Adam's doing it, and yeah, now it's and not. What's so, the process for approving a meals and entertainment? At <laughs> Adam just says no. <laughs> I have to literally sell Adam on things like yeah. like Fitler Club. So we joined Fitler Club, which shout is, out the Fitler Club. Yeah, yeah. shout Wait out. Wait for that pool to open. Yeah. let's go. Yeah, let us know. Uh, and the gym. <laughs> the gym. Um, so we joined well, Fitler we're also Club. We're waiting on more vegan options. Yeah, shout more out. vegan shout options. Out. Uh, vegan <laughs> options for the Pritzker Law here. Unaware, no. I, I, listen, vegan. I, I love yeah. myself some French fries, but I can only have so many. Yeah, <laughs> the broccoli rob is okay, but like not every weekend. So um, we joined Fitler Club, and um, I forgot where I was going with this. Yeah, the, the thing was that I told you that I oh no, oh, you because of her habits of spending, I was yeah. like, okay, I'm paying for your gym now. Great. <laughs> no, so I said, Adam, we should join Filler Club. It's this new, you know, membership club, and like I understand the value of like a union league or a racket club, and like yeah. I've had some friends bring me to both, but like I'm a more casual person. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to go home, put on a suit to like go Hashtag to a place no that suits. I, yeah to go to a place. <laughs> it's actually funny. It's the developer I ran to the other day was like, I remember we met you guys. You guys were like, we don't wear suits. So I was like, oh god, that's yeah. not. Please don't. Have that Especially and we're not married and we don't wear yeah, suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Especially because I wear suits 10 days in a row. My yeah. admin counted every day. But yeah, so I said, like, let's train Philico. I think there's going to be a real big benefit. And like with Philly being a small city, I'm mm-hmm. like, this will be really great to meet more people. And like, mm-hmm. I'm a big networker. Like, I love being social and meeting new people. Um, and Adam was like, oh, I'm not going to do that so that you can go to the gym. I was like, I already paid for a gym. Like I already paid for a yoga membership that I barely use. But like, and so I, I was to like- bring a consultant in to tell her that my- and Is that the consultant? Hopefully IRS isn't listening. But uh, <laughs> that I was like, you can't put every lunch on. Like you can't put every lunch. Well, usually when I like, just try- I'm working every lunch. I'm like, I know, but you can't put every lunch. I usually just try and like get Adam to do the lunch with me because then we'll pay for it on the business. <laughs> 
what if it's just me wanting? So I said, let's join Fittler. And he's like, no, we're not going to do that. And then like, I'm, this is the kind of person I am when I want something. Mm -hmm. Like I literally were burn a hole through your head about it. Like <laughs> literally every day, relentless. And I'm like that with the work. Like if, if I reach out to an office and you don't get back to me, like I'll show up in your office. Like if I need to get something done for a client or like, I want to move the ball, like it's I'm relentless with everything. So with this, I was like, oh no, I for sure want this. So it's just gonna be a matter of time where I just like <laughs> convince Adam over and over and over and over again. And so I, we took him there. We went to like a coffee thing they had yeah. and I took him there and somehow he got like, I guess it was the carpets or the ambiance, but he was like, we gotta join this. So you, <laughs> see, you let us go on tangents. We can go. Okay. So you asked me about technology. Yeah. No, but then you said about your spending works. So how does that work? Yeah. So we're using, uh, I mean, that seriously is right now, like what we're always looking to do that. So when I was, um, with Thrive, we automated everything, mm -hmm. right? We outsourced everything, different softwares. It was trial by fire. And then I came mm -hmm. into Equipped and they were a $25 million a year business that had no business. Like it was all referral. They had no business development like structure and their sales structure. So I came in and, and surveyed every technology out there. So I've tried to implement that in what we do because like, you know, like I know you guys and we lean on you guys for that as well. Uh, you know, you guys get to play in a very big way because mm -hmm. You've, you've done such a nice job of making things efficient and using what's out there. So I mean, we're using a lot of things. We're using Clio for our project management with law. Call me now. Uh, what's that? Miss Clio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. uh, cool. we're, we're using Trello for our engagement letter, project management stuff. I hate Trello. It's too, ta it's too task heavy. Like as a lawyer, you have to document every like yeah. six minutes of work that you do. Mm -hmm. And it just gets really hard because we get so many calls and so many emails. I bop around between things. Like I don't mm -hmm. just sit and like do one thing at a time because it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's hard, like, you have to be like point one, like spoke to client about project on Broad Street period. And like, you have to do that. And that's like time, like, yeah. a, like a lot of our time. And then Trello, you have to like write everything you did and tag people on it. Sounds like you just over. need a good CRM. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're using yeah. HubSpot for uh, yeah. sales stuff. Yeah. But here's the problem. Like, these law management groups, mm -hmm. the, everybody in law that I've met, for the most part, is so outdated with, like, how yeah. they do stuff. Yeah. And so the, the the stuff isn't as far as you'd like it to be. Like, Clio is probably the most advanced one. Mm -hmm. And it's it, I would never use it as a CRM. Like, I just – I can't do everything I need to do with it. Their task management system is, like – we just put it on your calendar simple. and like, it's like, it's too simple for how many so, cases we have. I can't just have my entire Wednesday, like filled yeah. with, you know, like, <laughs> you know, that's I, and, not and here's the thing, we've been struggling to get, like, we have both work. We've had both office and Google. I like how Google has integrated everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard on a, you know, safe security wise, stuff like that. We, it's why we have other, other things, but, um, I just love, you know, I put it on a calendar, it shows up in 50 places and those integrations, I mean, like. All of our things are integrated. Yeah. yeah. Every single thing. I think so I asked Scott and shout out to Scott because he said I, he won't listen unless I shout him out. So shout out to Scott Woodruff, uh, who's the man. Because I call him a lot with a lot of architectural questions and yep. he's amazing. So I ask him on a weekly basis. I'm like, what do you guys do to keep organized? Like, what do you guys do to manage all your stuff? What do you like? He's probably like, ask Brian. No, he just like. <laughs> <laughs> then I go, ask Tony. Yeah. <laughs> so I think everyone who does a lot of volume struggles with that. And there's not like one there's, great technology. There's no other way to deal with it than to either highly script something that's out there or build it yourself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we developed something internally that we use just for ourselves. Maybe someday we'll release it for sale, but we have a, a system of dealing with just L&I in general. Mm -hmm. Like we can see at any moment, any project, how many days it's been in the city, is it getting late? And then, you know, the next piece of it, we're automating it to 
email automatically on top of it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But no, it's the only way you can really track absolutely. 100 yeah. projects a quarter down to yeah. the city. You're only totally. one person. So it's yeah. like I, hard to keep track of. We have 50 projects at any given time. Mm-hmm. And as you know, with anything real estate related, whether it's zoning or it's contracts or it's litigation, like everything's so task heavy, like yep. with zoning alone, there's like between 30 and 33 individual steps. And that doesn't include any follow-up. Yeah. And deadlines too, that you got to hit. Like, yeah, oh, you cannot miss stack. deadlines. Yeah. Especially, you know, with legal stuff, because if you miss it, you mess up a whole project. Yeah. yeah. We, we, and when we do, we pull miracles for our clients. We, we do it all the time, but the, the hardest part of when you have the reputation of pulling miracles is that they expect it every time. And it's like, mm. oh, listen, the city's deadlines are the city's deadlines. I can work my way through some of those, but um, a lot I can't. You know, we, I have some crazy stories about <laughs> things the city have, has refused. So sometimes you just turn to a pumpkin at midnight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So. We just we literally just do our best. We're like, yeah. is there an avenue to try and like make this happen? Or and, like we know, had someone come in yesterday was like. We have nothing organized. We have no plans. We have nothing together, but we need to be shovel ready in six weeks. You we were like, mm, <laughs> not going to happen. We'll yeah. get but you, you close. Can't know the right we'll guys get you to get you close. Oh yeah. And I'm pulling out the calendar. I'm like four weeks from that. I got everyone on the call and one guy's like lost in the sauce. And, but you, you just do the best, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can with it. So talk, what, you know, obviously we're, we're wrapping up here, but yep. what, what's next for PLG? Like, what are you guys hiring? Like, yeah, what, you yeah, know, we how, are. You know, you're going to be a 300 person firm, like your father's company. Like where are you guys? Listen, our hope is that here, our hope is that we don't lose our availability. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing we want to have. You know, a, a lot of the clients we got early on were like, we like you guys because we can get a hold of you guys, right? It's yeah. a kind of a good, smart it's thing. It's hard. Yeah. So we're learning that, like, um, how, to, how to scale that, at least in a way that we're touching people responsibly. Um, we'd like to grow. That sounded weird, touching people <laughs> responsibly. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I'm that, sorry. That was bi- good. business. Business talk. <laughs> sorry, that was uh, keep it to business. Everything um, responsible. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we only if you want to be touched. Otherwise, we, <laughs> we don't. Great. This is going to come out out of context like 20 years from now. We'd like to be, we would like to be a full service development firm. Um, we'd like to grow, again, responsibly mm-hmm. as quick as we can, keeping those, our, our vision guidelines, our morals intact. And we'd like to build this thing out to be a pretty big, mm-hmm. a pretty big thing. We'd like to have our hands in, in all the pies of, yeah. of development. Yeah. Um, because we know, because I really believe that we do it. We care more than anybody else in yep. this, in our little space. We care more than anybody else. Yeah. I had, we live uh, and die for this. Yeah. yeah I had a, lo- our paralegal it. said to me, it's like, you put the same priority on every case you get. It's crazy. And yeah, I do yeah. because it's that important to every single person that we're working with. Although yeah. you may think that like, oh, a 300 unit deserves more than, you know, a single family, but to that person, right. it matters. And to me, it matters. It's probably even more emotional for the single family because they have probably less totally. options than the person yeah, with well, and, and also like <laughs> the 300, you know, the 300 unit guys probably started with a single family. Oh, right. yeah, so yeah, you're helping sure. to grow people's business. So yeah. I think like for vision, just to tap in a little bit is like, and I know we've talked to Brian about mm-hmm. this is like really being full service in the, mo- like we have architect instead staff. We have, mm-hmm. you know, like law and staff, we have development, mm-hmm. like, you know, in-house and really be a place that people can just come in. They can feel safe. It is all going to get taken care of from like zero to a million. Yep. Yep. And it's a, it's going to be, I want it to be a fun place to work yep. and grow. Like I want to yep. give a lot of people opportunities. I want to work with a lot of people that have similar experience to mm-hmm. mine. I think there's a lot of amazing people that work in government that if they could understand how valuable that they would be out here and, and because they have that experience and then negotiate the negotiation skills you get and the patience you learn from being government is so perfectly aligned with this practice and understanding the neighborhoods you're going into and yeah. dealing with clients yeah. like we do. I just want to, really we just want to leave a legacy important. of like, you know, 
we one, the Pritzkers helped bring affordable housing to a city that needed it. And two, that we did that we did justice for our clients and for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's Philly or eventually other cities, um, we're hoping to always always share that and have and, and and connect with the right people, right? So, you know, we when we connected with Design Blends and we saw not only their availability, their passion, but you know, also just their willingness to help and their yeah. willingness to see uh, at, see us, mm-hmm. you know, and see what we could bring to the table, and to like then output that. Mm-hmm. That's that. I mean, that's how things get done. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's by you know being with each other and bringing up the right people. So I know when I send a project to Design Bloods, I'm gonna look really fucking good because they're making me look really. Fun. And we, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, we gonna have cut fun. that 15 second segment. That's gonna be an Instagram post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we have a lot of fun. I mean, like yeah. think we about have it. Fun. We all decided we wanted to do this. We didn't like fall into this and we're like, oh, we're sitting, you know, we chose to do this. Like people say, oh, you're so passionate. Like I quit my job for this. Like we, like this isn't a joke, you know? So I think working with people and having fun too, because it can be really, really fun. Mm -hmm. So keep your power circle close and uh, keep it growing. That's right. So. All right, guys. Thank well, guys. thank you so much. Yeah, Obviously, thank you so much. A lot of fun, a lot of knowledge, yeah, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to getting this out to everyone. Yeah. Appreciate so, it. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing this with someone, it would mean the world to us. You can reach out to us at thenewhowpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. And we really hope you got a lot of value out of this episode that you're going to put towards your business and real estate endeavors.